What's going on, everybody? Oh, let me turn this music off. I don't know if y'all can hear it in the background. What is going on? Hey, Shelly, what is going on? Thank you for joining me, honey. I was in the mood to come on and chat with everybody tonight. So I thought I would pop in and see how everybody's weekend went and chat a little bit with folks. How have you been doing, darling? I got my maker's mark poured up in tonic water i hope you guys got your cocktails poured up i'm gonna give it a minute i'm gonna see if we can get some people uh to jump on here and chit chat tonight and have us another fun um cocktails with ko i tell you what though this wind ain't no joke out here on this patio tonight like the wind is blowing these curtains all over the place. Can y'all see them in the black background uh, flapping around? I have tried my best to weight these damn curtains down uh, to keep them from blowing in the wind. So don't be surprised if a good gust come through and you see them uh, fly up in the background. I've done, I've stacked bricks. I've done all kinds of stuff, but this wind is no joke out here tonight. But I did not turn the patio heater on because... Uh, it's actually the temp is pretty good out here. So I didn't need any extra heat, but I thought, you know what? Let me see what everybody has got going on tonight. I hope y'all got y'all cocktails ready uh, for sure. And I hope you had an opportunity to catch Friday's show. When I tell you that dang Eric is an absolute fool. I love him to death, to death. But he is an absolute fool and will say any and everything. And I feel like he's a bad influence on Pretty Ricky. He tried to say that he wasn't last night, well, Friday night, but I don't know. Eric has a tendency to get uh, Rick going a, a little bit there. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to keep bringing him back because I do enjoy having Eric on. He He... He does give that uh, no-holds-barred uh, male perspective at times. Like he, he, like he kept saying Friday night, he say the stuff that uh, other guys can't say. So he says it for them, I, I'm, I'm assuming. I, I love me some Eric, though. He's uh, hilarious. I hope y'all have had 
a great uh, weekend. I'll tell you, I had a good one. I spent time with my club brothers and sisters this weekend. Shout out to the annual tour, Bad Habits. Checked out their annual last night. We had a great time at their party, uh, hanging out and seeing the different people. And I'll tell you something that came out of that that um, really surprised me. Uh, while I was there, I ran into um, a few people who watch Red Wine Conversations, and I was like shocked. I don't know why I'm still shocked uh, every time I run into people who um, who watch the show. But I mean, I don't know. I guess I am still because I'm still small time. I'm definitely small time. I don't foresee me getting big time. I'm definitely still small time. So. Still, when I'm out and about and I see people and they're like, hey, I watch your show. I enjoyed your show. It still kind of takes me back a little bit. But I had one of my sisters, uh, club sisters, reach out um, today. And I'm really humbled by it because um, she reached out because we have another sister that is going through some things right now. And my heart definitely goes out to her because I, I I definitely feel her pain. And I saw her last night and I could see um, the hurt and the pain in her eyes. And like I said, I know her pain and I understand her pain. And it definitely was, um, it was hard to, to look into her eyes and see it. So, um, when I got the message earlier today um, asking for the sisters to come together to do something for her, and I, would, I was asked to, um, to speak as a motivational and inspirational speaker um, and for the event. And I was like, I'm, I'm humbled by those words and that people would even um, think about or consider. So cool like you know i'm 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 humbled by that and appreciative of that like that that really that really touched me and and got me so i'm gonna have to think about uh well still waiting on a on a date for that but i'm gonna have to think about what i want to say and and how i'm gonna say it in the message that i really want to give um at that time because I feel like it's an important thing uh, when someone is hurting you always want to well I, I can only speak for myself when when i see someone hurting i always want to take that time um, to identify the pain and figure out if i can help in any type of way um i think that's something I learned about myself that's important to me to be able to help others, um, which is actually one of the reasons why I started the show. And so to know that people are actually inspired and appreciate uh, me sharing my journey with them and it, it leading to, you know, someone reaching out to say, hey, we'd like to, you know, for you to, you know, speak. And we're trying to uplift this person and you know we you're a very inspirational person that touched me like that that really did humble and 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 touch me and i'm appreciative of that so i i'm looking forward to um 
finding out and setting a date for that and and doing that because i think this is opportunity for us hey terry welcome i've just been sitting on here rambling talking to myself and and chit-chatting can you hear me i think my mic is working good I don't know why it's not popping up, but um, okay, you can hear me. Okay, good. Are you poured up and 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 drinking? Because this is cocktails with Ko. We want everybody to make sure they got their uh, cocktail. Hey, love, welcome, darling. Welcome to my impromptu. Hey, I would, you know what? I was actually just sitting here talking about um, an opportunity that I had to come about. Cause you know, I'm still, I was talking about, I'm still get surprised when I'm out and about and people uh, mentioned to me that they watched the show. And so uh, one of my club sisters actually uh, came to me. I'm drinking out of my cup. What you got in that cup? <laughs> That's the question. This is cocktails with KO. I'm on um, Maker's Mark and tonic water with a splash of lemon. So this is cocktails with KO. I'm going to need you to pour up. But I had a club sister ask me to um, to speak at an event that we want to put together for another sister that's having a hard time. And so I was very, I was saying that I was very humbled by that. Like this was one of the reasons why I started the show was to uh, try to inspire people and and help people uh, by my journey. And so when she asked me, you know, because she felt like I was a very inspirational person, I was like really surprised by that and and appreciative of that. Red wine, you can't do liquor. Hey, Sherry, welcome. Welcome. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Like... I have had a great weekend, but let me tell y'all, y'all know I always got a story. Y'all remember um, the no car guy from last Sunday's impromptu conversation? Who didn't just, he didn't seem like he had a plan for his no transportation. He's also what I'm finding out because I really hadn't been communicating too much you know, back and forth with him. But he's also what I'm finding out is one of those negative people. You know, those type of people that never have anything positive to say. And they'll, you know, he he reached out to me today and and uh, asked me how I was doing. And I was like, great, how are you? And I got lonely. But it said no car. Yes, no car. You you have to catch something. Yes, no, no car. No car. And it really for me wasn't the issue that he didn't have a car. It was that he didn't have a plan to resolve um the issue of no car. It was like, eh, I ain't got no car. No big deal. You know, I'm looking at something. It, it was like to me, he had no, he had no plan. He didn't, he didn't care. Yes, he was. He's a Debbie Downer. Like every time he reaches out, it's always something wrong with him. But then when you ask, oh, well, well, what happened? Or what? He never wants to talk about it. I had a bad day, but I don't want to talk about it. 
I, I feel sad, but I don't want to talk about it. I, I'm nursing a, you know, and I'm just like, oh my God, you are a Debbie Downer. He's just skipping. A, <laughs> I don't know if he's skipping or not. I don't know what he's doing. Y'all see the wind blow, man. When I tell y'all this wind out here is no joke tonight. I was going to move into uh, into the house. And then I was like, nah, I'm already set up. Y'all know how my cameras are temperamental. Once I get them up and they roll and I don't like to turn them off because I never know what might happen. I might not get them back up. Yes, Terry. I hate that too. I hate negativity or to complain about something. And then if you don't want to talk about it, why even bring it up? Like, that's what I don't get. Why bring up something you don't want to talk about? You don't want to talk about it. Why mention it? I that that that's my confusion. Like I'm not gonna bring up a topic if I don't want to talk about it. Especially it's something if you say um, you had a bad day or you know you're depressed about your day or whatever, and, and somebody says, "Well, okay, well what happened? You know what's wrong?" You can just say, "Well, I don't want to talk about it." Well, then why'd you even bring it up and tell me? Like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he thought I was going to beg to get it out of him. I, I have no idea what his thought process was behind that one, but I'm not, I'm not that tight. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand why I bring up something if you don't want to talk about it, that that's, that's confusing uh, to me, but Hey, everybody's a, a little different. I think, well, I, I don't think, I know I'm not the one for him which is the way I like to put it. I'm not the one for him because he needs somebody that's going to boost his ego and make him feel good every day. And I can't, I can't be that person to be responsible for uh, somebody else's happiness like that. Like I can't, I can't be responsible to boost someone up every morning in, in a relationship. And a lot of times that happens. People get stuck in that type of uh, situation. What did you say, Terry? He seems like he dies. It, he he does it for the intention. I'm assuming that's what you mean. I agree. I think it is um, an attention getting type thing. Because again, remember when um, I talked about it on the previous show? There are some women who would do that. They would they would put in that extra time to to try to get him to express to them what's going on and why he had a bad day and why he's feeling like today it was he was lonely well i'm um, other than feeling lonely i'm pretty good and i'm like well i'm sorry you're feeling lonely i i really don't i didn't know what he i don't know maybe that was another one like he did with the car maybe he was expecting me to um offer to come you know spend time with him or invite him over or something well i can't invite him over he ain't got no car <laughs> what did she say? She invite him to the show. We can all <laughs> no, because I don't think he has any idea that I've been talking about him on the show. So I can't invite him to the show. I'm gonna say, come on to the show because we've been talking about you for like two weeks now, and everybody really want to meet you and see. <laughs> I can't invite him to the show, but that does bring me up. Bring you know make me think about a topic which is that Debbie Downer relationship, those type of people who are dependent on other folks to 
make them feel better about themselves on a on a daily basis. Can you imagine the emotional burden that is on the other person if you're responsible for having to cheer someone up on a daily basis? Can you imagine that burden, that feeling? Team too heavy. Yes, love. Team way too heavy. Way too heavy. And it should never be the other person's responsibility for, to make, the, uh, make someone else happy. Like you can't put that on someone else. If you can't make yourself happy, how do you expect someone else to make you happy? Is what I tell people all the time. Especially when I hear people say, oh, you know, uh, I'm looking for a relationship. I want to get in a relationship that'll help with my happiness, my loneliness, all of those different things. But you putting that responsibility on someone else. Like if you can't make you happy, if you're not happy with you, what makes you think somebody else is going to be happy with you? I would lose my mind too, Sherry. I, I, I most definitely would because I'm not that type of person. To, to feel like that I'm I'm responsible for someone's emotional well-being on a daily basis, that would be entirely too much for me. And I feel like he's that type. Oh, look at that wind. Let's, look at those curtains fly, y'all. When I tell you this, this wind is serious out here. Uh, you couldn't do it either, Terry, because I don't do it to others. And even if I'm down, I'm still bubbling. Can't say that about myself. Now, what I learned about when I'm down, when I get down, I isolate. And then people wonder, you know, people try to reach out and be like, what's wrong? Uh I, I isolate, and then I don't want to talk about it to anybody. Like until I got my mind wrapped around it and made a decision about what I want to do or how I want to handle the situation. I typically will isolate uh, when I'm feeling down, which is really funny because the thing that you, if you're feeling down and you're feeling lonely, the thing you should really do, and this is something that I'm learning, remember I'm on my journey of self-reflection, this is just my my perspective, is surround you, yourself with people who love you. Like surrounding yourself with people who love you will always lift your spirit. And so sometimes when I'm getting down, I will, I'll just, hey, I'll reach out and tell my daughter, hey, I'm missing my grandbabies, you know, send me my grandchildren, which always lifts, you know, lifts my spirits. But I can't say I'm not dependent on them to do it. It's just something I know that's going to make me feel better, if that makes sense. Not that I'm saying, you know, I'm dependent on the grandkids to lift my spirits, but I know my grandkids make me happy. And so that's a way for me to lift my spirits, if that makes sense. What'd you say here, Terry? Me too, it depends on the magnitude. Yes, it really does depend on the magnitude of what I've got going on. And if I'm really deep in it, I isolate until I can, until I feel like I got my head above water and I can handle it. Um, I will isolate myself. And those people who really know me um, are able to see it when I'm stressing and, and see, I guess, that change in me. So, you know, because people who, you know, people really love and care about you, they, they notice those type of things. So 
people will notice that change. I've learned now too to also be more open to those people telling me that they recognize the change because sometimes you don't realize it yourself, if that makes sense. And you deep into something and you don't realize it and it takes somebody else to come through and say, Hey, uh, you seem like, you know, you okay. You, you, you seem like, you know, you, you stressing, you got a lot going on. Like, you know, I just noticed the change. So I've, I've started and I used to be that type of person to be like, no, I'm fine. You know, I was, a, I'm fine type person. Hey, Tara, welcome. And I would always just be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And dismiss others perspective of what they felt like I had going on. And so I had to learn to be accepting of that and listen to other people and be open to, okay, well, they see something that, you know, obviously I don't see. I'm not seeing it because I'm in it. They're not in it. So they saw it. So, well, so they see it. Ooh, me and my grandma tonight. So that, does that kind of make sense? You know, I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, like I, I can't, I refuse to allow my happiness or my emotional state to be dependent on other people. But I have learned that I have to be open to other people assisting me during my time of need. And I guess that's what I'm saying. Cause I'm not big on asking for help. Nor I'm nor am I big on accepting it when people offer it. So that's something I'm learning about myself that it's okay to accept help. It's okay to be open to someone else's perspective that I may be stressed out and I'm not handling it as well as I think that I'm handling it. Cause we always be like, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. And they'd be like, okay, I hear you say you got it, but I'm, I, I see the change. I see the stress. I see the worry. Like, are you sure you got it? Can I help you? And so I'm learning to be accepting of that help that it's okay. It's okay to accept help. It doesn't mean that you're weak. And I think that's the, that's the key. It doesn't mean that you're weak. Just means that you needed help at a point in time in your life. And it's okay to allow others to, to lift you up and help you. It's okay to be accepting of that. And it took me a minute to, to get around that only because I'm that take charge, get it done type person. So I was always the one that made things happen. And so for me to stumble, I guess is the word that I'm looking for, or have to turn to someone else is not the norm for me. And so it's difficult for me to do that. It's difficult for me to admit sometimes when I need help. It's a struggle. That's a struggle for a lot of people, but it's a bad thing. And a lot of times people look at it as a strength. Uh, that means I'm, you know, I'm strong. I'm, I'm this, I'm that because I don't need help. I can do it myself. No, no, no. I used to think that about myself. I used to think that way. Like I don't need help. I got this. I don't have to ask for help. But then at the same time I was thinking 
and didn't want to admit that I was sinking because I really and truly did. What? Need help. And it's difficult to admit. What it is, Terry says, yes, KO, let others do it if they want to, especially when you put things together. Yeah. I, 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 if it's something that I'm playing like my 50th birthday, when I tell you I went through some things, some stressors, some, some issues, you know, because it was a huge um, event that I planned and it really did stress me out. But I did learn about myself that it's okay to ask for help. So I did ask people in that particular situation uh, from help. What I really struggle with now, like event planning and different things is not as big an issue as the emotional side of it for me. Like when I'm going through an emotional stressor or something like that, I'm down or whatever. I have difficulty reaching out to people and asking for help and and or accepting help when someone recognizes it and offers the help that's that's my struggle now when it comes to putting something together and planning an event now i will delegate in a minute and say oh you do this and you do that and you take care of this but when it comes from an emotional standpoint and somebody or me being i guess the way to put it me being dependent on somebody else for my emotional well-being I don't ask for help that there there's a struggle there for me asking for help in that particular situation because I won't. But then you're talking about somebody who typically like I'm not an emotional person. So for me to really have to reach out to somebody to say, Hey, I'm emotionally, I'm not equipped right now and I need help. It's, it's a struggle for me. It's hard for me. And a lot of people don't recognize it and see it in themselves. And that's something like on my journey of self-reflection, that has been a tough pill to swallow about myself. The fact that from an emotional standpoint, I need to start being open to allowing people to help me when I'm going through things. Because I typically swallow my emotions and I, like I said, I isolate, I swallow and I isolate until I feel like I got it under control. Or I do, like I mentioned, remember uh, when I said I'm a zero to 100 and I have no issues with showing anger, I will go zero to 100. And that's all of that emotional baggage that I've swallowed and it comes out as anger because I didn't express it any other way. So I'm really like at 52, I'm still learning to, to, to deal with that. Tara says here, oh, it didn't pop up. Accepting help is hard, especially when you are the person that always, yes, that's always helping others. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've always been the stable one, the rock in my family. I've always been uh, the one who helped everybody else. And I never, and I still feel this way. I can't afford to stumble and fall. And so therefore I always keep myself emotionally tightly wound, I guess is, is, is how I want to put it. Because I honestly feel like if I was to stumble and fall, I have no one to pick me up because I'm, I'm, 
like you said, I'm the one that's used to doing it for everybody else. And so I feel like there's nobody to do it for me. I do it for everybody else, but there's nobody to do it for me. And so it's hard for me to accept help because I'm I'm used to being that rock. And so I sit in that rock energy of I don't need help. I got it. I can do it myself. And then when somebody even tries to tell me like, girl, you I, I see it. You stressing. You, you, you need to do such and such. Well, come on, let's. And I'll be like, mm -mm, mm -mm, I got this. I, I don't I don't need you. But I'm learning to accept that advice. I'm learning to listen. I'm learning to hear when other people tell me, girl, you got something going on. I know you say you handling it, but you don't you ain't coming off like you really handling it. Well, you said, Tara. Me, too. And frankly, over being being the one taking care of everybody. Absolutely. Listen, I hit that. Whew, when I hit that 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 plateau on that one, yes, that was one of that was one of the catalysts that led to my divorce. That was one of the catalysts that led to my my separation, me leaving my husband, my family, like. When 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 I left, I left everybody. I left everybody. I was like you, Tara. I was like, you know what? I'm done and I'm out. I don't care what y'all got going on. I'm out of here. I finally need to have my me time and be able to focus on me. I, I hit that. I hit that. And I hate looking back. Um because, you know, they always say hindsight is 2020. Looking back, I can see where I mismanaged my emotional standpoint on, on certain situations and how I let me feeling like I was the main one always taking care of everybody and then always having to swallow how I felt because I always put everybody else's uh, feelings ahead of mine. I can see how it led me to, to that, as you said, I'm done moment. I can see how I allowed it to, because I never expressed how I was feeling to people. I always just swallowed my, my feelings and, and, and moved on. And I'm realizing that me swallowing my feelings and not expressing to people how I feel led to my being, I'm done. That was a tough pill to, to swallow. Because again, like I said, it's easy. It's so, so easy to blame others. But that's what true self-reflection is about, is taking a step back and being able to admit your own fault in a particular situation. And that's tough. Can you really sit back and admit where you were wrong in the situation and where you could have handled things differently? I, I can see that now. I, I can definitely look back on the choices that I've made, the things that I've done, the things that I have said, all of that, and see where my fear of people not being there or doing it the way I would have done it or handling it the way I felt like it needed to be handled. Because sometimes it, it really wasn't about people not wanting to do it. It was about the fact that I took over because I felt like they weren't going to do it the way that I wanted it to be done. 
and I couldn't depend on them to do it right. And so if I'm being honest, whose fault is that? Is it mine or is it theirs? Because I'm the one who made the decision that they couldn't do it right. So I had to take it on and do it. So I had to, I had to take a step back in myself in those particular situations and say, okay, I can see it. I can see it. I didn't allow anybody else to help. I didn't allow anybody else to step in and do whatever because I felt like the only person who could do it was me. Nobody else was capable. So I got to, I got to bear, I've got to bear the weight of some of that. I can't put it all on them. I can say I did reach that point of I'm done. I'm over this. I can't keep doing this no more. Like this is it. But when I started my journey of self-reflection, I had to realize, you know what? I played a big part in a lot of that because my compulsion or obsession to do it my way led to that, led to that because I felt like nobody else could do it right. So let me do it because nobody else is going to be able to do it the way Karen is going to do it. So I might as well do it myself. Or, and I don't know if y'all ever done this, when they did do it, if they didn't do it the way you would have done it, then now you upset because you got to do it all over again. And I might as well have done it myself. And that goes back to the other show. Stop expecting yourself out of other people. I had to learn that too. I would get upset because someone wouldn't do it the way I would want to do it. But then I had to realize they did it the way they would do it. Wasn't about me. It was about them. And so I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn it. I had to learn it the hard way. Stop expecting myself out of other people. Because otherwise I'm going to be disappointed. But that's my main sin. Don't expect yourself out of other people and you'll never be disappointed. But my problem was I expected everybody to do it the way Karen would have done it. And if you didn't do it the way I didn't, that, that I would have done it, then, hey, there was a problem. And I'm going to point out to you where you failed in doing it the way that I would have done it. And I'm going to tell you why that, you know, the way you've done it wasn't the right way or wasn't the appropriate way and how my way would have been better. That's how I used to be. Which is why now I sit back and I realize why people perceived me the way that they perceived me. Because basically I was a bully. I was. No lie. Can't deny it. If I'm, if I'm being honest. Because it was always about how Karen wanted it to be. I'm still that way. I'm, I'm still all about how Karen wants things done. And I have to take a step back sometimes and check myself on it, especially when things don't go the way Karen wants them to go. And I have to maintain from going from zero to 100, if that makes sense, you know. But I had to learn to check myself. We all have to learn to check ourselves. Hey, pretty Ricky. You're what he said. Rick says, I'm exactly like that. I'm exactly like no one can do it like I can. Yes, that's how I am. You, you, you're not gonna do it the way I, I would have done it. And then if you do it, then I'm like, mm, I would have did it this way. My way would have been better. But okay, you know that that's how I am. And I have to check myself on that because, yeah, 
Stop expecting yourself out of other people. So therefore, I won't be disappointed. What did Tara say? I think we all have to do that at times. Absolutely. Absolutely. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you grounded to take a step back and check yourself. We quick to check others, but can you check yourself? That that's the, that's the real problem because a lot of times most people think that they do no wrong. And if you want those type of people to feel like you do no wrong and everything that you do is always right, that's a problem within itself. Cuz you can't always be right. So we have to learn to check ourselves and take a step back which is what true self-reflection is about and see yourself from the other person's perspective and be open to that other person's perspective. Because that's, that's the most important thing. If you, if you toss away that perspective, you wasting their time and your time because you're not going to learn from it. What did Sherry says? I would rather disappoint myself than to allow others to disappoint me. Well, but if, if you stop expecting them to do it the way that you want it done and realize that, okay, and, and this is what I had to realize about myself. I had to realize that it was okay for other people to do it their way. We got the same results. And just because you didn't do it the way Karen would have done it doesn't necessarily make it wrong. And why should I be disappointed in it if in what they did still, you know, still produce the same results. But I was always stuck up, stuck on, you didn't do it the way I would have done it. Okay. Yeah, it works. You got it done. You got from point A to point B, but I'm going to tear it down because you didn't do it the way Karen would have done it, which is unfair to the other person. And so I had to learn to take a step back and check myself and realize I got to stop expecting myself out of other people. And I also have to learn that other people are just as capable as I am. They may not do it the same way, but that does not mean that they are not capable. That was my whole thing because I would try to make me like, mm -mm, I don't know why you did it that way. And instead of admitting, okay, well, they still, they still got the same result just because they didn't do it your way doesn't make it wrong. And then feeling like, okay, now I got to do it because I already know when I let them do it the last time, they didn't do it the way I wanted it. So I might as well do it myself because I ended up, the only person that stresses out is me. Because now I'm adding extra weight on my shoulders when I have someone here that can help who can still do it, capable of doing it. But I got to let go of the fact that they just have a different way of doing it. Still going to get done. They have a different thought process than I have. Still going to get done. But they had to do it their way. And that's what I had to learn to accept. I had to learn to accept that. It was tough because I was always a Karen's way person. And, and like you said, to avoid my disappointment, if they didn't do it the way I wanted them to do it, then I would just do it myself 
and then end up stressed out because I added that extra weight on my shoulders myself because I refused to allow other people to do it because they would want to do it their way instead of my way. But who says that my way was always the right way? That's what I had to learn. There's more than one way to get the job done. There's more than one way to get from point A to point B. And just because they took a different route than I took doesn't make them wrong. That was a tough pill to swallow, a real tough pill to swallow. A lot of people have difficulty admitting that. I mean, that's an ego thing. If you think about it, your ego sometimes doesn't allow you to admit that, hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm really, truly wrong. Some people can't do that. They can't do it because they don't see it and they refuse to see it. But it was, again, I'm 52. I'm still struggling with it. I'm just now realizing that that's something that I've, I've struggled with all my life. I've identified that it's been an issue for me all my life. And I can look back on it now and see it. I see it clearly. But back then, I didn't want to hear it. People tried to tell me. I didn't want to hear it. You don't know nothing about KO. You don't know me. You can't tell me about me. Don't nobody know me but me. That was my thing. You don't know me. You can't tell me about me. But I really had to admit, you know what? They had a point. And when you start looking at things like that, it changes your whole perspective on, on life and situations when they arise. It helps you look at a, at a situation differently. And it also helps you to look at those people in your inner circle who are there for you to help you. And it's okay to say, you know what? It's okay for, let, for me to let them help. Okay, they may or may not do it the way I want to do it. But you know what? Then that's less stress for me. Now I don't have to worry about it. I know they're going to get it done. Like, it makes the whole situation easier. And I can breathe easier knowing, okay, well, so-and-so is going to handle that. And they can take care of this. And I know, and I can trust them because I know that they're going to, you know, take care of it. It took me a while to get there to realize I can trust other people to handle it. I ain't got to do everything by myself. It's a struggle. Now, when it comes to doing my projects, though, around the house, I still struggle with that because I definitely want it done Karen's way. <laughs> but I'm, I'm learning, especially in, in relationships. You cannot expect yourself out of other people. We talked about that Friday night. You can't expect other people to do things the way that you would have done it. And when they don't do it the way you would have done it, be mad at them for not being you. How can you be mad at somebody for not being you? It's genetically impossible for them to be you. They don't think like you. They don't move like you. They're not going to do things like you. So how can you be mad at them for not being you? Think about that. Especially when you say, oh, I do it for me. And that was one of the, I do it for you. Then why don't, why don't you do it for me? How can you expect me to be you? 
How, why are you expecting yourself out of someone else and then being upset with them for not being you? They're not you. People do that all the time. All the time. Women, I have to say, are more guilty than men with that one. Because we want, we want him to act like us. We want him to do things the way we want it to be done. But he's not you. He's him. Or if you got a girlfriend and y'all going through a particular situation and you trying and you want her to be or handle it the way you would have handled it. No, it's her decision. Her choice. Can't be mad at somebody for not doing something the way you would have done it. You can't. You can't expect yourself out of other people. What did Tara say? Yes, this is this is very true. Yes, I it it took me a oh when I tell you it took me a while to realize that I did that and I held people accountable. That was that was the really killer. I held people accountable for not being me, basically, because every time they did something their way and they didn't do it the way I would have done it, then I was upset. And I held them accountable for not being me. How wrong is that? How wrong is that? But it took me a while to realize it. We don't think about those things. Stepping back and checking yourself is something the majority of us don't do. We'll say, I know me. I know me. Okay. Well, you may know you, but do you know what other people think of you? That's that's the killer. You always say, I know me, I know me. Okay, well, you know you, but but do you know what other people think of you? You know what you think of you, but do you know what, what other people truly think of you? And are you willing to be open to them sharing their perspective and accepting of the fact that there may be some truth in it? That's the hard part is accepting that there may be some truth in it. Because a lot of times we want to just dismiss it and be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. They don't know me. I know me. They don't know me. Okay. Well, this person is giving you a, a different perspective. Can you be open to that different perspective and be honest with yourself that, okay, there's a reason why they have that perspective of me. There's a reason why they think that way about me let me take a step back and can i can i see it and can i be honest with myself that okay i can see why they think that i can see it it's hard it's hard it's so hard but it's a worthwhile journey it definitely i have to say it's a worthwhile journey has it changed me absolutely Absolutely. And people who have known me prior to I started my journey will tell you that I'm I'm a different I'm a different Karen now than I was in the past. Every once in a while, she'll she'll pop out. I try not to let her pop out, but every once in a while she'll she'll pop out. But yeah. Take a step back and be honest with yourself. Pour you pour you up a drink and really think back to 
decisions that you've made and things that you've done? And can you admit that maybe you would have done, you know, made a different choice or you can see why that person may have been upset by that particular choice and those particular things? Let's see. Betty says here, but how many people are really willing to tell someone about themselves with love and not spite or out of anger? Well, I think that's a matter of perception. I think a lot of times it's not that it's coming with spite and anger, but people are taking it as from the perspective of spite and anger because someone is telling you something you don't want to hear about yourself. And instead of being accepting of what they have to say about you, then they, then you get defensive because you don't want to admit. And you're like, Oh, you know, you, you just being mean. No, they're not being mean. You're perceiving that way because they're telling you something about yourself. You don't want to hear. It's a hard pill to swallow when someone tells you something about yourself, especially if you perceive it to be negative. It's a hard pill to swallow. They may not be saying it out of spite. They're telling you how they really and truly feel and what they really and truly think. And now nobody even likes to sit and have a real conversation. People go... A lot of people post on Facebook and they want to put their feelings on, on Facebook and all of those different things. I see it all the time. People that I know personally, if I see them post something, on, I, I will typically reach out to them and be like, you know what? Facebook is not the place for this. Whatever it is that you're going through or that you're dealing with, obviously you got something going on, but you shouldn't post that on Facebook. But a lot of people do that. They'd rather go out there and post it on Facebook. When you do it on Facebook, you, you gather your support. That's what that's about. Again, it goes back to people refusing to see themselves for who, how other people see them. And so they put it out there on Facebook to garner support and to make themselves feel like they're justified um, in feeling the way that they feel. If you get enough people to, to like it, or to you know give you a comment and be like, yeah, I agree with you and all those things. It makes that person feel justified in how they feel instead of being open to the fact that, okay, this person is telling me something about myself that they see. I may not be able to see it, but let me take a step back and look at myself and can I understand why they perceive me that way? It's a difficult thing for people to do. Very difficult thing for people to do. And, and social media is just a, a way for them to garner support to make them feel like that they're right in their particular stance. Because you're going out, you're trying to find allies and find other people who agree with you and who are going to say the same thing so that you can feel justified in your stance. And your stance may or may not be right. That's the thing. Being able to admit a journey of true self-reflection is being able to admit that your stance may or may not be right. And what the other person is saying could be true. Can you admit that about yourself? And a lot of times people can't do that. It's a hard pill to swallow. 
definitely a hard pill to swallow. But when you start to do that and you're able to actually see how people or why people perceive you the way that they perceive you, it's like a light bulb that goes on and it helps you to understand. And once you understand, you got two choices. It's either something that you you feel fine with and you don't care whether or not people perceive you that way. And you like, okay, I see it and I understand why they perceive me that way, but I could actually care less. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if that's your stance on it, then that means that you're accepting of people viewing you that way. And you can't be upset or complain about it because that's the way, Hey, you understand why they perceive you that way. And that's, it's, it's a behavior that you don't want to change. So therefore, the next time you hear it, you can't be upset about it because you already know and you understand why people receive, perceive you that way. Hey, Kim, welcome. So it's, it's uh, I recommend like I love coming over here, coming on here and sharing my journey of self-reflection with people because I, I can say it's, it's a tough pill. I've, I've been there, done that, still doing it. And a lot of times it's an eye opener when I'm honest and step back, when I'm honest with myself and say, oh, I can, I can see why they thought that. So she says, Betty says here, I wish that more people, if they are truly friends, would pull each other to the side and have these conversations instead of in public forums or checking each other. Hey, again, that goes back. You just stated if they're truly friends, if if somebody is not willing to do that with you, then are they really your friend? Are they someone that you can really and truly count as a friend, you know? That's the question you, you would have to ask for yourself. Um, if that person is not willing to sit down and talk and discuss it or even being open to um, sharing perspectives on it, is it really a relationship worth pursuing? Is that somebody that you really want to keep in your life? I mean, those are questions you have to ask yourself as well in those type of situations. What did Terry say here? I know someone personally who always thinks that they're right. I mean, everything they do is right, never wrong. Yes, I know people like that as well. I, I, I do too. And, and a lot of times those people like to play victim. Um, and and though they're those type that, that always try to rally the troops and find people to agree with their perspective, to make themselves, you know, justified um in feeling right about whatever it is that they you know they did so yeah i know people like that too you can't tell them anything different because everything that they say they know it's right and you can't tell me i'm wrong because i know i'm right i know i know a lot of people like that terry i i, I do too and those are the type people It's, it's, it's a struggle communicating with those type people because they're going to refuse to be open to anyone else's perspective because they're always right. And no matter what the other person has to say, or even, even down to the, 
to the uh, point of that person, the other person could have facts and like, hey, here's my proof. Here's the facts. This is what happened. This, 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 and this. And that person, because they, they'll dismiss your facts. They'll dismiss whatever it is that you, you know, the proof that you may have because in their mind, they're justified and they're right. And they don't want to hear it from anybody else because they know y'all see that man, these curtains, I have got to come up with another way. I got to tie my curtains down. I did not want to drill holes in the concrete and anchor them, but I got a feeling that I'm going to have to, because this strong wind, the weight is not going to hold them. Uh, what did you see? Say here, Kim, people like that chaps my height. Yes, girl. Those know-it-alls, those know-it-alls. Hey, those know-it-alls are a breed within themselves. Now, I can't admit, I can't admit I had a tendency to be a know-it-all back in the day. Yep, 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 yep. I, I, so I, I, I understand it and I recognize it when I see it. And now I always check myself and that's that's a struggle for me. Again, that's what true, true self-reflection is about. Being able to admit doesn't make you weak. It just means you you see your flaws. You see you're human. You can see um, where you may have made a mistake and be honest about the fact that you made that mistake. And that's that's rough uh, sometimes for people. But yeah, I, I those know-it-all types, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle for me too. Uh, and then, you know, and because remember, I, I, I said I was, you know, a Karen's way or no way. And so then when you run across somebody that's a know-it-all too, two know-it-alls, Lord have mercy. That, that is just a cocktail waiting to explode. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. Those, I, I can, I see what you mean about know-it-alls, uh, Kim. I agree with you. But y'all, I've been out here. We've been almost an hour. I'm so glad that y'all decided to pop in and, have some conversations with with ko i put a hem across the bottom of the curtains and insert a heavy weight no i have um i've got like bricks i've put bricks uh weighted at the bottom of them and the wind is just so strong um it's blowing them i'm actually gonna have to um probably do some anchors i didn't want to do some anchors but i'm probably gonna have to do some anchors i don't even think putting in a weighted rod um, even if I did a sand weighted rod and then plus I want to be able to, to, to move them. So I don't want to put too much weight in there, but yeah, I, I'm going to probably have to do an anchor um, on them. I mean, and this is a good space and a good wind coming through will definitely blow them. And it has like the wind has been so strong. It's broken a couple of my weighted lights out here. Cause it just knocks them over. So it, it, it definitely, uh, I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to come up with a plan. Like on one side, I can definitely do anchors. Um, it won't be a problem. This back side over here is actually the entrance from the driveway behind me here. So putting anchors there, I would be uh, concerned about people tripping over it. But I'm going to figure it out. The next time, y'all know I'm going to have something about the curtains. Well, thank you. Uh, Betty said she always enjoys... Uh, my opinions and knowledge. I appreciate that. I, 
that was actually something I started out in the beginning of the show, uh, kind of talking about before people kind of jumped on was that I had, um, a club sister to reach out to say they wanted to do, um, something for another sister that's going through a hard time right now. And she asked me if I would come and I would speak and share, you know, some, some inspirational. And she was like, you, you know, you're such an inspirational person and I was like oh my god I'm I'm so humbled by the fact that you know that they would even think to ask me to do that so I'm appreciative of that I like I enjoy doing this show because sharing my struggles that I went through with other people if it helps one two however many people listening to my struggle and listening to how I opened my eyes to a lot of things that I was going through and dealing with. If it helps someone else, then I that that makes my heart smile. And so that's why I enjoy getting on here, uh, doing this and talking to you guys. And I know I just be talking, 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 and y'all be listening, but I appreciate y'all tuning in and, and listening to me. Oh, thank you, Terry. Thank you. I try to motivate. I try to do my best to be... Um, motivational to people uh uplifting because right now in this world we got way too much going on in the world right now to to let's let's flow into one another positivity and growth as opposed to tearing down if 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 that makes sense like i want to touch people on a level where it makes them Think about themselves. Truly think about motivate you to be a better person and look at how other people perceive you. And I think that's the struggle sometimes because a lot of people are quick to say, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care how people perceive me. But if you hear the same thing about yourself from multiple people, you can't keep dismissing and saying that these people are wrong. And folks keep saying, girl, she's such and such and such and such. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I met her too. Yeah, I felt the same way. And then when you hear people are saying this about you, and then you go, no, I disagree because that's not who I am. Well, that may not who that may not be who you think you are, but that's most definitely how people are perceiving you. And what you think. And how you perceive, how you are perceived, are two totally different things. And that's what people miss sometimes. Who you think you are and how people perceive you for who you are are not always the same. And you have to be open to that, especially if you hear it all the time. Common denominator is you. Common denominator, especially if it's the same thing. You keep hearing the same thing about yourself from different people. The common denominator is you. And can you take a step back and look at yourself and really be honest and say, okay, maybe it is me. Let me see what it is about me that makes people think that, oh, excuse me. And can I be honest with myself 
when I finally get an understanding of why people think that way about me. What did Betty say here? You also have to take into consideration that people, that the people that are talking about you. I, I, I'm not sure I'm understanding that, but again, that goes back to how you perceive that. And I'm assuming what you're saying is that instead of it being true, that people are just talking about you. Well, then that goes back again in it's a matter of perception. You may not agree with their perception. And so therefore you're viewing it as they're talking about you. But if everybody is talking about the same thing about you, there may be some truth behind it. And it's not always people are hating or people are talking about you behind your back because there had to be something that prompted the people to talk. And if, even if they are talking about you behind your back, if they're all saying the same thing, still, you have to take a step back and ask yourself, okay, is there some truth behind what it is that these people are seeing and that they're talking about? Because if everybody's talking about the same thing, is there really some truth? Again, common denominator is you. It's dependent on how you look at it. Because everything that people say about you is not always going to be positive. And we're more accepting of the positive things because it makes us feel good than, the, than we are willing to be accepting of the negative things that people say about us. That's, that's the thing about true self-reflection. You got to be honest about the negative stuff too. You can't just be like, oh, if they talking about you and they all saying positive things, then it's okay and it's cool. But if people are talking about you and, and, and what they're saying about you, you perceive to be negative. If everybody's saying it, okay, is, is maybe there's some truth behind it? That's what true self-reflection is, not dismissing what others are saying, but taking a step back and being able to admit to yourself, okay, could that be some truth And what these people are saying? If everybody's gossiping about it and everybody is saying it, could it be some truth behind it? Instead of looking at it, looking at it from a negative viewpoint. And I, I mean, and I get it. You feel like people are talking about you. That That is a negative thing, but depends on what it is that they're talking about. And if it's something about your character and everybody sees that same thing about your character, which is what we're kind of talking about when we talk about a journey of self-reflection, it's, it's your root character. And if everybody sees that same thing in your root character, to you, it may not be a negative thing, but it's not about what you think. It's about how they perceive it. And their perception and what you think 
it's not always going to be the same. And can you be accepting of their perception? Or are you just going to stand your ground and say they're wrong because you disagree with that perception? That's what true self-reflection is about. You stop being defensive about that reflection and taking a step back that that perception that that person has and taking a step back and say, okay, can I see why all these people have that perception of me that they think that's who I am and that's how I carry myself? Can you take a step back and admit it might be some truth? Can you see it? That's what a journey of true self-reflection is about. What is it? So like you said, men and women get on, get together and get on the bandwagon to do things to be instant others of certain opinion of someone. That is, that is true. It happens. People do it all the time. But again, even if they did go and gather every, other people and convince other folks to jump on the bandwagon about their perception of you, you still, can you take a step back and say, okay, why do they perceive me that way? And then why is it so easy to convince other people that that's who I am? Because obviously they see something as well that if they're that easy, to jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, I can agree. I can see that about her. I can see that about him. Yeah, I get it. I can see it. That's what self-reflection is about. Journey of true self-reflection is stop pointing fingers at other people and point the finger back at yourself and say, okay, can I see and understand why people feel that way about me? This, it is relaxing. This breeze, let me tell you, if it wasn't for the fact that I was doing the show, I would probably open up these curtains and and get in my, y'all see my little egg chairs. I got two egg chairs back here. I would probably be in my egg chair with my music going, sipping on my wine and letting this breeze rock me to sleep in this egg chair, basically. is <laughs> what I would be doing. But anyway, y'all, let me get off here. We always, every time I do an impromptu and I think I'm going to be on here chatting with y'all for a little while, I end up on here for over an hour. We at an hour 10. But I appreciate y'all checking in. Did I see? I thought I saw Eric. Hey, Eric. What are you saying? You're not mean. I'm brutally honest. <sighs> Eric, I love you. And I actually talked about you at the top of the show that you are a bad influence on Pretty Ricky. But I do love you dearly. But you are. You mean, Eric. You are blunt, but you still mean. And I still love you because I enjoy your mean bluntness. And like you said, you say stuff to you <laughs> that most men are not going to say. <laughs> so you give that blunt honest. But I'm not going to fool with you. I love you dearly, though. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell y'all about. So check this out. On November 19th, that Friday, November 19th, I will be celebrating our one-year anniversary for Red Wine Conversations. And we are going to do a party on the patio. 
What did Rick say? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you can call him mean. He is mean. It's not what you say, but how you say it. Yes, Tara. But anyway, so we're going to have a party on the patio. Um, some of you, hey, I'm going to be invited. I think I could probably get about a good, maybe a good 12 to 15 people under here comfortably. You know, everybody, they won't be on the show. They'll kind of be in the background and you'll see we're going to have some food, um, some different things out here on the patio. Uh, I'm so excited. I can't, I cannot wait. Hopefully I'm gonna, I'm gonna send out some invites to people, invite folks to come and and chill on the patio and experience red wine conversations from an audience perspective. I'll probably set up a mic and let you know audience member ask questions or whatever. We gonna we gonna make it we gonna make it do what it do out here. I already told Rick and, and Eric to make sure that they clear their calendars uh for the 19th because i'm excited about that oh and then i turn right around in that next friday which is after black friday i'm headed to dominican republic with my girls yes so if you got hey if if some of you listeners out there y'all interested in being invited to the first anniversary of red wine conversations and be on the patio hey hit me up send me a message let me know we'll see about um getting you on the patio fire anniversary show because it's going to be fun i already know eric gonna be here and acting a fool I, I don't know i might not have oh i just thought about that eric i might have to worry about the ladies trying to come after you when you get to talking so i don't know we're gonna have to <laughs> we got to think about that and figure that one out on the patio with 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 you and your blatant honesty <laughs> well you say tara you'll be there in spirit hey you know what you can always um, link in from your phone. Yeah, I may do that as well. Have some guests to come in through, um, invite y'all onto the show that way. Tara, you need you need anniversary show. I'm gonna need you to make an appearance, Tara. We gonna we gonna uh, zoom you in on on the show, Tara, because you always are listening and you're always out there supporting me. So I'm gonna need you to to pop in on the anniversary show. What Eric says, I can handle it. I don't know if you can handle it or not, Eric. We'll see. So being in New Jersey doesn't stop it, Tara. You can always participate in the show, most definitely. But I am going to get off of here, y'all, and I'm going to finish up my Maker's Mark and tonic water that I've been drinking on all night. I appreciate y'all checking in and listening to me and Red Wine Conversations. Like, hey, you guys make this possible. Without y'all, I'd be out here talking to myself. <laughs> So I appreciate you so much, but thank you guys and have a wonderful Sunday. I hope you have a great week. Yes. Good night. <laughs>